Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Hello, hello. It's that time again. It's Monday, briefly before 11.11, but I will share with you where the heavenly bodies are at 11.11 GMT time on this Monday, June the 10th, 2019. I'm aka Claudette, your host of the only podcast, as it said in the intro, that will give you the astronomical positions of our heavenly bodies but of course remember that you can use a sky location app to verify for yourself and in the night sky with your eyes where the heavenly bodies actually are this is not astrology this is actually astronomy and this is what i call sky astrology it's because what you can see in the sky and before i tell you where the heavenly bodies are i just want to go back to a magnificent moment that i experienced on saturday where i saw the shining star of Regulus in London, which is a rare event. I'm used to seeing these stars crystal clear, of course, in clear skies of Egypt. But that's what's so exciting about me actually seeing Regulus and a very quite large crescent of a moon um, on Saturday right above it. And as Western astrologers, topical astrologers were, and even an app that I have, uh, Luna, saying that this moon has now entered Virgo, I could clearly see with my eyes and verify with my uh, Skyview app that this moon was clearly in the constellation of Leo. And that is why I am so passionate about this podcast. This is why you're now listening to the 252nd episode of this podcast. It is why I have my first set of students where I am beta testing a course that is very dear to my heart. And it's also, last but not least, the reason why I'm thinking about how can I give a basic um, workshop to explain to people because these questions are coming up now what's so different why don't we know this sky astrology why aren't we taught about the constellations and the special stars that it makes up why aren't we told about this why are we just fed this tropical western astrology as if it's true it's very confusing to a lot of people a lot of intelligent people who ask questions about what they are learning so um stay tuned like i always say if you want to join the mailing list please do i'll put the link in this description so without further ado let's zoom through before it's 11 11 right now it is 11 o'clock exactly but these times are for 11 11 and i am aiming to publish this podcast at 1111. 
because we want to stay in the present moment. And when I go through today, I'll give a little extra because what's so important is to be aware of the observed energies of these heavenly bodies by biodynamic farmers and by uh, farmers <laughs> from ancient times, thousands of years, by merrymen crossing the seas, needing to know what the weather was like based on where the stars are, were. Okay, so at 11.11 GMT time, this Monday, June 10th, you will find nicely so, the constellation of Leo rising. You will not see with your eyes because it is rising in the daytime. Um, and that's where, the <clears throat> where uh, you know, that part of the sky is now because we are in Taurus is where the sun is shining. But um, at this time, we can, if you can see with a sky view app, that the constellation of Leo is rising and at 14 degrees 25. And it will be followed by the moon rise, mind you, because the moon is leaving Leo. Leo has 33 degrees of the ecliptic and at 11.11, like I say, the mass don't lie. The moon will be at 33 degrees of Leo and it will be rising and changing signs at the same time. So I think that's quite um, significant. I don't know what that means, but I am pausing and observing so that I can start to be conscious and to collect uh, information about what that means or what happens to me at that time or what I come across or what thoughts that I have at a time or what I'm writing at that time or lastly in a way what's happening outside what's me and me what's happening in the mainstream media what's happening in Game of Thrones I'm not interested in that yeah I have to take it on board if it's you know political or something to do with me the first thing is to have a conversation with ourselves. And that's what I like to remind people to do. Okay, so next, which is very important to note, also at 11 degrees is our Jupiter, the biggest heavenly body, which is going retrograde still. And it is retrograde at 11 degrees of Fucus, 35 arch minutes. That is the so-called 13th sign. That is the constellation that has shifted itself in between Scorpio and Sagittarius and therefore Scorpio and Sagittarius has had to share Scorpio got really small only down to six degrees of the ecliptic and <clears throat> Sagittarius though has more 33 and uh, Afugus has 18 degrees just so you know so uh, next we have the south node which is called k2 in vedic astrology and what's important to note is because it's in sagittarius and it's next to actually um saturn but it was sw put swish swear that sandwich between saturn and pluto if you like those sounds i can make more of them no i won't okay focus so we have Saturn at 22 degrees, a lot of double digits, did you notice? And 42 arch minutes, and next to it is Pluto, this so-called non-planet planet, at 22 degrees of Sagittarius, 
42 arch minutes also retrograde okay so we have those oh sorry the saturn is retrograde the pluto is not r looks a bit weird i had in the wrong place so i just want to focus again that pluto is at 26 degrees sagittarius and nine arch minutes not retrograde and saturn is at 22 degrees sagittarius and 42 arch minutes retrograde saturn is um and then we have Neptune at 20 degrees of Aquarius and 55 arch minutes, which means it soon be 21 arch minutes, uh, 21 degrees, because there are 60 arch minutes in every degree. Next, we have Chiron, which is like this comet asteroid thing that we observe, and it is in Pisces at 13 degrees and 40 arch minutes. We have uh, Uranus at 6 degrees. Of Aries, for some reason I did not write down the arch minute. Doesn't matter that much because Uranus moves so slow. It's so slow. But what's important to note is that um, it's very close proximity to Venus. Venus is, um, you know, was con- conjunct with Uranus, but now it's moved on. But it is still making connections to Uranus and it's at 7 degrees of Taurus and 57 arch minutes. Next we have the sun shining brightly in and at the end of the constellation of Taurus. So no, it's not Gemini season and it's so important to understand that it is not Gemini season because we need to focus on this earth-based energy of Taurus that has been observed for thousands of years, as I mentioned in an earlier podcast, and not the energies of Gemini, which are very strong and very busy and very active, and we are getting ready for, in a way, because this is a progression this is a journey through the energies they are interconnected they don't have definite borders it's like life one thing leads to the next thing to another thing cause and effect you know you don't like just start something cut it off and then it doesn't appear anymore no these things transgress and interact with each other and so um, we have this long period in Taurus after we've been in the vicinity of the Pallades star system in Orion and earth-based um, energy of the bull, which is very symbolic in a lot of um, philosophies. And therefore, um, we want to like maybe concerned with really making things secure, thinking of how to materialize the things that are important to us, like love, um, because Venus is part of the Taurus makeup, the Taurus energy the harmony that we seek to materialize um, in our lives. And so we are interacting with that. Now the sun is kind of shining a light on that. And um, then at the same time, what a lot of people are talking about, because it interacts with other um, planets. And 
in sky astrology and in Vedic astrology, they don't concern themselves a lot with outside planets like Neptune because they're very far away. Okay, so I don't, but it is interacting with Jupiter and Jupiter is quite close and Jupiter is in the 13th sign and Jupiter is opposed to Taurus because actually um, Orion and Taurus they're kind of on the same plane and that is the opposition of a focus okay and uh, that's why we'll be having actually a full moon in a focus, even though your Western astrologers will be telling you something else, totally different. Anyway, so um, yeah, that is why there is the energy of opposition, which is good. I think I look at it in that sense because you are being observed, observant and what do you call um, objective. So you're looking at it from uh, across the room. And hopefully can better understand and appreciate it. What the oppositions are about is really appreciating what's different from what you believe in from yourself. And then um, thinking how you can incorporate, how you can learn from that. Maybe meeting halfway, which is the, you know, it exciting point of oppositions is you know oppositions attract they attract they say but for how long so they attract so in a way it's like two magnets from each side and then they come together and you know they're like really intense they just kind of have themselves and they're like interacting feeling what that's like to be in somebody else's space in a new space in a way because you know they're they're creating a space between themselves and then they separate again and you know they are still opposites and in that way it's not like it's the end of a story but hopefully you gain that experience and you can take that experience away with you and enrich your life and understand that the integration is important understand that um oppositions or other thought patterns and ways to be are valid in their own right and that so are yours so that was a long examination but it is something that I feel that I needed to say because a lot of this western I call 3d astrology is very kind of fear um, based in like trauma and drama stories about this that and the other and it doesn't have to be um, that it just has to be an acknowledgement of those energies acknowledgement that we are learning things and that's what in a way what the sun does um, you know by acknowledging this the struggle in Leo because the sun is in Taurus but the moon has been in Leo and it's shining a light on these things today. And now it will go into the next constellation space of Virgo today, like in a couple of hours. And Virgo has the longest um, time span of the ecliptic there's 44 degrees which means it takes the moon about three days to go through and it takes the sun 44 days to go through because sun moves one degree a day okay and right now it's 11 11 so 
Yes, we have 1111 now. We have the moon at 33 degrees of Leo. We have Jupiter at 11 degrees of Fucus. And we are focused on that energy of learning and opposition and acceptance of things that we feel are necessary for our earth base, our security, our material, um, tactile life, you could say, but also our need for inspiration, our need to be aware of, of desire, of creativity of love and that's what the moon has done when it shines its light that's what the star regulus which is connected to kings and nobility and you know the nobleness of love or the nobleness of of being true and shining in clear clarity you know the moon the sun belongs to leo so you know even though they say it's a conflict it isn't it's shining a light on what's true on both sides, but opposing sides or different sides, but acknowledging that they are valid, each as their own, and in a way they can be enhanced by learning from each other, earth and fire, in that sense of the interaction that they've had these days, and especially then take with them, as I said, moving into now Virgo, where the where the moon will stay for about three days plus, and kind of a good time to consolidate and really kind of I don't know how to say it, in a way that makes sense to everybody because I can. So let's just look at it as a weather, the cosmic weather, and that is that if the sun is in Taurus, in an Earth energy. And the moon is there, and the moon is the closest satellite. And this is to do with biodynamic farming. And the moon controls the gravity and the pull of water or the interaction between water um, that on Earth in farming, in our bodies, emotions, and things like that. And it's coming from an Earth place, like a grounding um, beginning of earth, you know, the harvest. Yeah, that is the key word. Harvesting now. Um, maybe creative ideas or feelings that you had, but the, what will help you or move you to be, um, making those moves that will give you the security that you, feel that you need or the issues that are coming up for security now based on the time in Taurus which is you know really the last um 25 days and still some days more in Taurus for a while a little bit um so yeah this is how I like to look at the energies and I share them with you and not just told you where the heavenly bodies are. I still have a couple more to say. I did say that the sun is in Taurus. To be exact is at 25 degrees Taurus and 34 arch minutes. And not to be lost by Mars. Mars is already in the next constellation space of Gemini. Which is air. 
and that's at 15 degrees Gemini and 50 arch minutes. And last but not least, we like to talk about Rahu, which is the north node. And the north node is at 17 degrees of Gemini and 32 arch minutes. Now, people will be talking about Mars interacting with Rahu. And it will be also a full moon um, at that time. So I'll be back this week because I do do a special um, episode about the full moon. And since that is a strong um, connection with Rahu and Mars, I will touch upon that. As always, feel free to contact me via my Twitter handle or the link in the bio or just go to skyastrology.com and click on any of the social media um, links. Instagram is there. You can DM me, but also an email would be sincerely appreciated. And subscribe if you've listened to this on Apple Podcasts. That would be greatly appreciated as well. So we can spread this word because I it's taking me so long to share this, you know, and I know I feel so confident now. It's taking me a long time. And even more so when I listen to it, I put myself under um, <laughs> under open mind um, practice to listen to some tropical astrologers. And when I did, one thing I still have to say, and I say this with love and hope to bring them to the light. And I did listen to someone who has a similar view as myself, who's not a, a tropical astrologer is that this is not what's happening in the sky. So if you really want to know, astrologer, what is happening in the sky and tell your clients that, tell your viewers that and your listeners what is actually happening in the sky, then you definitely need to contact me because I do have um, a course or something to share for astrologers so that they can see with their own eyes, that the sky has shifted and the sky or the horoscope that they give their clients is not true. Um, it's not true and it's not the true positions of the heavenly bodies at the time that their clients were born. And once they shift and give the clients that, they will enrich the lives of their clients but also um, you know, everyone, because we need to start to um, tell the truth. Tell the truth. Just, just tell it. <laughs> no more, you know, so-called hypothesis. We have all the technology now. Maybe. Wait, not all, but we have enough and we have more than we had to verify where the heavenly bodies are. And last but not least, I have to say, because I said this to a friend yesterday, as we are entertaining that humans are going to go to the moon, don't you think you want to know where it is exactly? They can't say, okay, our trajectory is, you know, so many months, a year to get to the moon, and we're going to aim for Sagittarius constellation when it's not even going to be there. They would have to know and calculate 
astronomically where the moon is going to be on their arrival date and make the the journey so that they will arrive at that place to meet the moon where it is and it's not going to be where western astrologers are telling millions and billions of people where it is and that's my final say about it so (laughs) wishing everyone and you and yours a fantastic moment thank you so much for listening it's been a little bit of a longer podcast um yeah but i had a lot to say didn't i okay until next time take care of yourselves bye